Welcome to After Pulse, the extra podcast from the hosts of the Community Pulse. Let's hear what your hosts are talking about in this episode. Wesley, that was a fantastic episode. I had a lot of fun. That was very fun. Yeah, I I think that maybe we should focus on on getting people who know each other more often because I feel like the three of them and Yark didn't actually know PJ and Aaron, but like it's almost like they just bonded immediately. Maybe it's like the the uh, big recession, big layoff, right. shared trauma situation where they're like, "Hey, we all get each other." Mm-hmm. All in the same boat. Shared trauma is a thing that kind of bonds us together. Yeah, it's a strange. Looks- it's a strange. It's strange yeah. that that's true, but it's definitely true. Yes, I, I thought the the points that they brought up was really good from different perspectives as well, um, and it's just so interesting that I I know we're talking about Devrel. I know it's other things and other people going through this as well, but I also think it's also very encouraging and uplifting about how quickly uh, they bounce back in terms of going through this and like the whole cycle is complete. And I, that to me, it felt very cathartic and very mm-hmm. like. Um, it, it kind of like completed the circle. Well, it, it gives hope as well. Cause I think there's a lot of people that, you know, we, we could have done this episode in a very negative way. Like, ah, oh, the, the world is bleak and Devrel is falling apart and everything's going to shit. And we could have done that. I mean, we could have, but we didn't because in re- in reality, there's always like hope on the horizon. We can put hope on the horizon. And I think all three of them kind of said it like, listen, you know, people will wake up and realize that they still need Devrel. It's still something that has mm-hmm. to happen. Um, this isn't all, you know, it's not sunshines and rainbows, but it's also not, you know, stormy skies and lightning. It's going to be okay. Uh, persevere. And I think that one of the keys to that was Aaron talking about her own journey and how like she got laid off and she was like, you know what, I'm going to take a break because if I just go at it again, I'm going to burn out and maybe I already am burnt out. So let me take a little break and jump back into it. Um, yeah. and I think that that kind of self-realization mm-hmm. is important. That's actually speaking of burnout, that's something that I was thinking of of like I, I've gone through the cycle before and I was actually on a call and talking to someone. And one thing about burnout, if you're if you're if you're given your all and then you're laid off and you're like crispy, but then you also need to like participate <laughs> in capitalism. Yes. Uh, and then you start a new job and kind of the mentality of, oh, I need to show that they right. hired the right person. Mm-hmm. I need to show that I'm going to be good at this to baseline expectations that I am a person that is able to deliver on what uh, I, I said I was going to and that you trust me to do the job. And where that on top of burnout can be really detrimental if you don't pace it. And um, sometimes we're also talking about setting expectations in terms of Make sure that you're delivering the thing that people expect from your manager, your manager's manager. But you also have to set expectations in terms of what kind of workload that you can take. Because if you are like knocking it out of the park and killing it um, like you think you need to, can you maintain that pace? Uh, right. Because that's your that's your baseline expectation that you're now setting. And, and there's the, the other side of it, too, that, that PJ kind of brought up because PJ came from a non-traditional other PJ, to clarify for the listeners. Um, because Wesley PJ agrees. From, Go ahead. Yeah. Continue. We're, we're going to third party all of this. Um, but uh, the 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 idea of like that imposter syndrome, which isn't specific to people who who were in different industries 
a lot of times when you do change jobs or after a period of layoff, you, you know, you mentioned being crispy, but quite frankly, it's, it's a blow. Like you're, you feel like, Oh, maybe I wasn't. And it doesn't matter how logical you are about, yes, there's a recession. Yes. That company was doing, making stupid decisions. And that's why we got laid off because they lost a bunch of money. Yes. There are financial reasons behind all of it. Like knowing that, but you're still like, but I got laid off. I'm the one like there's a personal aspect to it. it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. You feel shitty about it. You feel bad. And then you get another job and you're like, am I even good enough to do this? Because your, your confidence has been blown. The whole, the rug's been pulled out from under you. And, and you still, you want to meet that level of expectation that you've mostly created for yourself of, I can do it all. I'm going to take it on. I'm burnt out after two years. I'm going to become an avocado farmer in, in Idaho. I don't know. Yes. Is that, I don't know if that's where avocados grow, but avocados from Ohio. no it's mexico well anyway mexico, um yeah. <laughs> they grow potatoes i know, I know we've uh, so let's just kind of going into the, the the deep dark depression so i think i'm going to double down on that and kind of bash <laughs> some companies uh I, I know that we we weren't really down on the company bashing but i think there's something that should be said is that i think the rash nature in which they're saying that they hired people is also some of the rash short-sighted nature in which they let people go Oh, absolutely. And I, I, and so when people are bringing that with them saying I wasn't good enough or I didn't make the cut that the kind of let some of that go and mm -hmm. absolve themselves of some of that. One thing I also wanted to point out in terms of value and this value calculations of who should we let go, who's not giving us money right now. I don't think there's ever calculation in the negative to really understand the value of DevRel. Like, mm -hmm. We have a public person out there that people like. Should we let them go? Think about it the other way. We have a public person that nobody likes. Should we keep them? Right. Uh, and if people are, I'm not saying that that is the case, but people should start thinking in the negatives and just do the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, this person is well-liked. This person uh, works with documents. They're, they're liked internally and externally. If they're, the person that you don't, the person you don't let go is that person. Look, look at more like who is who is not being who doesn't who is not doing the work to bring us all together. Who is not doing the work that is public facing? Who is not doing the work that is internally useful to multiple teams? Who is not doing the work to make sure that cross functionally that uh, we're all together and is knowledgeable enough to be able to amplify all of that work? Mm -hmm. um, and if you look at DevRel, there we cross so many streams were so multidisciplined that it may be out of the purview of the person doing the assessment of how integral that work actually is because right. without pulling everyone and getting the totality totality of that work i don't think people really can make that assessment right and, and i think that's the issue is there's so many people outside of the scope of devrel or outside of the understanding of devrel who make this because who makes the decision it's i mean it's usually like HR and some mm -hmm. VPs or some C-level right. folks who are, are are kind of looking at things strictly from a dollar value. And I know that we talked a lot yeah. in the beginning of the episode about, you know, we should track our metrics better. We should point out where we make a company money um, because I disagree a little bit with what Eric said, where, where we don't make companies money. No, we do. We just don't directly contribute to income. And I think that that's the thing mm -hmm. people don't realize. That's why a lot of these places are like, we're going to lay people off. We're going to lay off DevRel. Why are we, we're, we seem to be losing money again. What happened? Yes. And it's like, oh, well, you, yeah. like you said, we have no face of the company externally or internally who's tying all these pieces together. 
Oh crap. Yeah. Well, did, didn't we have somebody do that? Yes. It was Devrel. Oh, well, didn't we get rid of them? Um, and, it, like, and this isn't the thing that kills me. This isn't the first time we've gone through this cycle. People I know. Should have learned I know. It's amnesia. People should learn. Um, it's like, you know, the, the it's, it's, I don't like to use this. And you know what happened it's after stupid. that? It's stupid. That's immediately when that happened, that is the really corresponds to the big pump bump in pay because the reason the replacement cost is astronomical. So mm -hmm. if you get rid of someone or even a whole department, it's going to be, we all talk, we all know each other, right? Yeah. Uh, we, Everybody no in Devrel knows each other. Everybody. Yeah. And so it's going to be really expensive to find and convince someone to take another chance on your company after that, which means that it's going to be replaced with cash money. Um, because not only that in terms of just salary replacement costs of terms of the knowledge Yep. That these people have in terms of working with who can I talk to in legal? Who do I need to talk to? Who has access to these accounts? How do I make sure that these fixes get to the right person who's going to patch them uh, or add it to the roadmap? The, the, that, the a one person that has all of that knowledge is really, really hard to replace. And it takes so much upbrand time to get to that same level again. Right. Which, which in a way, like it kind of, it, it feeds into that whole cycle as well, because then people are like, Oh, look how much it costs to run a De DevRel program. We're investing so much money into this. Oh, what a waste. And what, you know, it, it, and I think that, I don't know, I don't remember if it was it, 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 Yarek or Aaron or PJ, I don't remember which one said it, but um, there's the, the, it costs $7,000 to hire somebody. Yeah. But that's all. If you laid off your DevRel team and you're building a new DevRel team, that is all sunk costs. Like you've lost so much money. And you've wasted so much time because, you know, even, you know, I, I, I started at Spotify in November and I haven't really been able to contribute to the team until the last month or so because I had to learn the ropes and figure it out. And I mean, it was different. They didn't really have a DevRel team prior to this. Um, so it's, it's a different experience. But at the same time, like if you had one and then you're rehiring one, like what you're not going to get it at a better rate. Like what's your thought here? This is, this is not interchangeable cogs on a machine. These are people. And there's going to be a different way that people do things. And everyone brings their own personality to the job as well. And I think that that makes a difference. And and a lot of these things should be taken in. C-level folks who are listening, listen to what we're saying here. You're making a huge mistake. Don't do it. Yeah. Maybe get rid of and more also, people at the C-level. And also feel like DevRel is one of those positions that you basically are always running full bandwidth because oh, yeah. we are so multidisciplined. If a salesperson doesn't have leads, I mean, they kind of like are trying to like twiddling their thumbs. If customer service doesn't have calls coming in or emails to do, then they have free time. For DevRel, it seems like we always find work to do, invent ways that we can do our job better and also help accelerate other people who are still there. So if you hire someone who's in DevRel, most likely they're not doing nothing ever. They're right. always busy. And right. so if you're, if you're saying like, well, we don't have enough work for DevRel, I don't think that's said by anyone ever. Right. And if, if, if you think, if you have that attitude or you think that, you're wrong. You're yeah, wrong. That means you yeah. just, that just means you don't have enough visibility into what DevRel is doing. And that ties mm -hmm. into what, like I think PJ and Aaron were saying about, you know, keep it, keep a brag file. Um, you know, this was actually brought up uh, in DevRelCon at the end of last year as well. A lot of people said, you know, keep a humble brag file. Just keep a thing that you say, this is what I'm doing. And whether it ties into metrics or not, like it's, it's kind of good for your positive outlook as well. Um, but like, you know, when it comes down to it, you can easily say, hey, here's the things that are getting done and here's how we're meeting the, the OKRs or the OKDs or whatever the hell metrics your people are doing. Um, like, you know, 
it, it, it adds to the conversation instead of just saying like, Oh, we don't do metrics or, you know, we don't, we don't track that here. Or if there's no dollar value, we can't see the value in it. It's like, well, grow up. Um, you know, this isn't, we're not running in the 1940s. This isn't Mad Men. And I know that, you know, you made kind of a, a, a side, you know, we all live in capitalism, but mm-hmm. you know, y- y- here's the issue. You know, I've had so many companies that have come to me over the years that are like, Hey, you know, we'll pay you an equity. Well, if you don't believe that I should be measured on the vibes that I bring, then maybe you should realize that I can't pay my mortgage with equity. If you want to make up yeah. funny numbers, I can make up funny numbers too. And also you realize that we usually don't have this discussion in terms of value mm-hmm. or, or bringing in money when we talk about upper level or mid-level management. I, I did notice that. It's, it's funny how... <laughs> Like, and I, I think this is the interesting thing because one of the things that you heard about in all the blog posts that came out and things like that were, oh, you know, I, the CEO, take full accountability. I don't think you know what that word means. Yeah. Are you taking accountability in the fact that you said that my multi-million dollar salary will be completely vanished before we start laying people off? That kind of accountability? Or are you saying like, oh, mea culpa? It's not the same freaking thing. It's you need a better accountants if they think that's accountability. Thank you, Wesley. Yeah. That that's the pun I was looking for. <laughs> Welcome. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully this is a short-term thing. It seems like, I mean, even in the case of our guests, a lot of them we contacted them because they had been laid off recently, and all three of them were employed by the time we got to the show. So I think that 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 bodes well for for people in Devrel for Devrel as an industry. Hopefully, we'll see a big turnaround and people will start to continue, or people will continue to see the value of the things that we do. Yeah. One thing that hasn't changed is that we're all together. We're all in this together, employed, unemployed, uh, uh, on socials, on podcasts. Yeah. Uh, we find a way to help each other out. And so I just wanted to make sure if you're listening to this, realize that you're not alone. We're with you. Reach out to any of us and we can help you in any way possible, whether you're in the job hunt or whether you just started a new role and you're just making sure that you're doing the right things. Or if you just, you know, want a, a, a sympathetic sympathetic ear of someone who who can relate to your position. Um, that's what we're here for. And that's that's why we do this. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the, this podcast is not one-way communication. If you feel the need to reach out to us, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. We're happy to help. That's why we're in this industry to begin with. Yes. I think that's a that's a good place to, to stop. Or, or a place to keep going. If you need it. Or, so, yes. or yes, I excellent, Wesley. Excellent. All right. But we'll see you next episode. And thanks for listening to the after pulse. This has been another episode of after pulse with Mary Thangwell, Jason hand, PJ Haggerty and Wesley Faulkner. Learn more at communitypulse.io or at community underscore pulse on Twitter. Love to hear from you, and we'll see you next time.